Welcome to an all-new Restoration Today podcast brought to you by DOT. Replace heavy jugs plus get better mold cleaning power with less odor and less product. DOT Cleaner features dilute oxidation technology powered by DOT's patented NT7 molecule. Get a free sample of DOT mold stain cleaner and 20% off your first order at dotcleaner.com. A little does a lot. Hey there, thanks for checking out another episode of the Restoration Today podcast. Today, I am excited to be joined by Tom McGuire, who is the founder of Large Loss Mastery. If you see him at shows, he is always smiling, always kind, always chatting with people. Um, He does some amazing hands-on training. Um, He does large loss stimulation, and you can go to these courses, and he's done projects like the World Trade Center in 1993 and the Pentagon, and um, if there was a big loss at Penn State in the city of New Orleans, he finds these amazing projects to simulate and teach restorers how to handle these big, large losses. He also brings in a variety of instructors from throughout the industry to help branch out on what he's teaching. So Tom, thank you so much for joining me. I am excited to chat with you. So tell us a little bit about your background in the industry. Michelle, it's always a pleasure. seems like I've seen you all over the place the last, the last three weeks. Right. Um, yes. It's been, it's been, it's been good though. We've, you know, people are out doing things, enjoying you know, life a little bit, getting out to different shows and different conventions and stuff. So it's been really, really good. Yes. Uh, my, my background in the restoration world started back in 1986. And um, back when in, I'm pretty much all commercial, uh, I've done some residential, but it's really my personal residential or residents or, you know, friends after a hurricane, you know, all that type of stuff. And so, um, and then some very large residences, which I wouldn't really call uh, a normal residential home. They're more like a small hotel. Um, and so I started out in 1986. Um, there was very little uh, national restoration going on. Um, it was so new. The industry was, you know, just, you know, five and six years old at that time. And if, if, if even that, because prior to, well, 1986, just give me a reference. Um, IRCRC is where you went to get your certificate for carpet cleaning. Mm-hmm. There, there weren't any training classes on, on fire damage restoration and disaster recovery and, and everything that we have now. Uh, the industry is just, you know, blowing up. And if you think about you know, that's only 35 years and in, in, in an industry, you know, like this, you would think it'd been around for, you know, a hundred years or something, but it, but it really hasn't. And so I've been very, very blessed over the years to have worked with amazing people, um, much more talented than I am. Um, I try to be a sponge and try to and emulate and take from, you know, from my mentors, uh, what they give and, and hopefully pass that on to, to everybody when we're, when we're in our large loss mastery classes or um, with, uh, with our estimating tools, the, the edge plus and the edge basic. Um, we're having a lot of fun um, just bringing the best uh, practices of the industry to, uh, to everyone. And so um, large loss mastery isn't just about large loss. It's really about the best practices of restoration and business. And my, my theory is if you're doing all of your losses right by the best practices, then you're always going to be doing 
okay. And so we try to tell show everybody the best way to do uh, large loss, but also restoration in general. And then we plug in our esti- our new estimating tools, the Edge and the Edge Plus, um, which just has sped up estimating and 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 scoping projects. It's taken it to another level, and so we're having a lot of fun with that. And so started in '86 and and been all over the world. Uh, did projects in Singapore, Kuwait, uh, Costa Rica, um, and. Um, Canada and Mexico. And so um, it's been a wild ride. It ain't over, but you know, so we just, you know, it's, 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 I'm having fun now, you know, I've, I've always had fun with our, with the, uh, the restoration world, but I think I'm having more fun now because I'm, I'm training and being very creative with everything that we're doing and then bringing in, in new tools that these guys can use like right now. That's, that's the key is, it's not just talking about stuff and theorizing on things and all of that. It's about giving, giving, when you leave the class, you have uh, tools and information that you can use immediately. And so there isn't any, you know, we, we get right into it when we get into the classes. And so it's, it's a lot of fun. So what was your inspiration behind starting large loss mastery after you've been doing big losses for years and years? What, prompted you to start this and help train other restorers on this? Well, I started out with it. Oh, shoot. This would have been five years ago. This is my five-year anniversary this year. And, um, you know, we, you know, start out and, and you don't anticipate that two or two years out of those five years, you're going to be in a COVID situation, but yeah, <laughs> it is what it is. And, yep. um, and I was inspired by Lauren Reed, who was, um, uh, a uh, mentor of mine at Munters and at Pure Clean and, and throughout most of my life. And uh, Lauren passed in, in uh, five years ago. And uh, he passed five days, six days before I did my first course. So he never got to see what we had put together and talked about and what he had uh, inspired me to do. And so uh, uh, that's, <clears throat> that's where it all started. It was with... Uh, I think we were we were at the, the Ram Sports Bar in in Chicago. Okay. Um, I don't think it's open anymore, um, but it was this big sports bar, and we were meeting there. And he was like, "Tom, you know, you should you should think about this." And and I said, "You know, I've already I've been thinking about it. And here's my outline. Here's my white paper on what I was thinking about doing." And then he's you know then we just started plugging in pieces and. And, and then my first next step was to talk to Mickey Lee and to Brad Key. And, and I started to really put together the foundation for, for everything and, and the rest kind of fell in place. And I had to, I had to, I had to lock myself up for about three and a half months for writing. And I never realized, you know, how tough it is to, you know, when you're writing uh, a manual, which the manual is about 400 pages, but uh, I had to lock myself up and, and I, I, I literally had to do one chapter every seven days. And I had to literally just like close up and like sit there and go, ah! <laughs> <laughs> you know, <it> was, <clears throat> but after you get through that, you know, then you just update and you do, and you just, and you just keep moving forward. It's ever changing. My, every one of my classes is a little bit different 
than the class before. And because of the case study that we'll be working on, whether at Kennedy Space Center or whether we're at the Reagan Library or whether we're at AT&T Stadium in Dallas or, or wherever we are, the, or the uh, Field Museum in Chicago, um, we always try to choose some challenging projects, um, but also we break them down to where they're in, in component or uh, compartments where uh, even if you're just, a, you just started in the restoration, come, in restoration business. And we have, we have guys that come into our classes that uh, just open their business literally that week. And, and or a guy that never, you know, never been in restoration before he was selling cars last week. And now what, what's this all about? And so, um, but once they leave the class, they're on a, they're on a level playing field of sorts with everyone in the class. And it's designed like that. So we can, we break down big projects into smaller projects. So, because that's really all a big project is, it's just a, a series of smaller projects. So if you're doing smaller projects right, you can do the big projects uh, right also. And the only difference is you need resources. You need, the only thing that separates the big companies from the small companies is resources such as financing, um, equipment, personnel, and then the resource of expertise and experience. And that's, the, if you can overcome those those four things, you can, you can manage any size project. I tell everybody in the class, you know, when we did the, when we did the World Trade Center in 1993, after the first bomb, you know, I was with BMF Bank, the restoration company, and probably uh, one of the most talented group of people that I've ever been blessed to have worked with. And they, they're still, most of them are still in the industry, still um, players in the industry, still uh, movers and shakers in the industry as consultants and and um, and presidents and you know owners and all that kind of stuff. And so um, we, <clears throat> I kind of lost my my thought there. But <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. But, but um, in but at the World Trade Center, we we it was it was just an amazing thing. And so what I tell people in our class is. You know, it's you think about that that job. It was 8.8 .8 million square feet, and we had 16 calendar days to complete the job. We managed over 3,500 people a day. Whew. You would think that would just be a monster company, yeah. But but yet we were we we might have been maybe a 10 million dollar company. At wow. That yes. And so, and there still hasn't been a project that big in, 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 in our, in our business. And there have been bigger dollar projects. There's been, been some monster uh, drying projects and things like that, but 8.8 .8 million square feet is still one of the biggest projects that's ever been done. And I tell everybody that was a $10 million company. And so don't ever think that you don't do large loss. You just haven't done it yet. And so what we want to do is prepare you for when that moment happens, you're ready. Because like with anything, you don't want to be preparing or learning how to do something when you're in the middle of it. And so um, the time to prepare and the time to get ready for expanding your business, getting into uh, bigger business, bigger uh, projects um, is now and not, not when you're in the middle of it.
Yes. Yeah. I still I still get those phone calls from guys who are like, ah, oh, we're we you know we just got our first loss and everything. It's like, okay, well, what did we talk about? Blah blah blah. And, <laughs> and uh, we have a lot of fun with it. And, and almost every class or somebody that comes out of it, and they get a big loss right off the bat. Awesome. Yeah. How do you pick the venues that you're going to and the losses that you're simulating? You've done a lot of different really cool big places. I, you know, I, I always, one of the, my main things is I, I will always look at everything and always ask myself, what if, how much, and how long? And I do that everywhere that I go. What if, how much, and how long? What if something happened? I'm walking through Orlando International Airport and I'm looking around and, okay, and that, that happens in every airport I go to. If, if, yep. if, it's a new, if it's a new airport I've never been in, I'm like, oh, wow, look at that. You know, look at that ceiling. What would we do? How long would it take? And, and you know, if it was a fire, if it was a flood, whatever the situation, mold, mildew, uh, COVID, mm-hmm. um, whatever the situation, what would we do? How long would it take and how long would it cost or how much would it cost? And so when we look at everything that way, we it, all of a sudden we start to develop these skills of like, okay, we can, you know, put together a number very quickly. And so we, we go over that right off the bat with, uh, with all of our classes. And so we want everybody thinking like that when they leave, we want them to look around where they're at and think, okay, what if, how much, and how long? Okay. Um, so how do you, I know you talked about developing the curriculum originally. I thought that that was interesting. I've heard something about how successful people like really structure their days. And there are some big authors that like know to get to a book, they have to sit down and write no less than like 2000 words a day. And that's how they get a book done. And so good for you. Cause that's a lot of writing and that's, I am a writer and I couldn't do that. So good for you. <laughs> but how do you, so how do you develop the individual curriculum based on the losses though? I mean, I think that must be kind of intensive as well. Are you researching the structures and like. Well, a lot of, a lot of times the structures that I pick are just because I, because I always wanted to, to do them, Okay. but I hadn't actually done them, but now we did, we did start out at the Superdome, which was a project that we, that we had when I was with Munters. Um, but really it's, it's all of the, the, what if, what, how much and how long, you know, with all those places that I've gone to, or I see, and I'm like, okay, wow. What, so what would it be like to do that, that project? And so what, what I love about, say, for AT&T Stadium, for example, you can break it down into where you have restaurants, you have, uh, you know, hotel, you, you know, some of the some of the stadiums, you'll have hotel, you'll have a little bit of everything, restaurants and smaller spaces that these guys are going to deal with on a, on a on a day to day basis. And so what I do is I look at it and I put together you know, based on what if, how much and how long on exactly how we, we want to, to do that, that specific job. Now, the curriculum stays similar throughout each class, mm-hmm. but it changes only because of the, diff- the, the, the uh, differing case studies. Okay. But, I, you know, I just kind of pick places that I always wanted to do. Yeah. And then, my, you know, my favorite is here at Cape Canaveral. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a, I'm a space junkie and, um, I love, I love everything about it. And so I actually, when I have, you know, a block and I can't, you know, you know, that thought process, you can't find that next idea. 
I'll go out there and kind of sit in the middle of, of everything and just listening to the crowd and to the music and, and, and uh, just take some notes and, and come up with what's next. And so it's, um, I'm, that's probably the funnest thing for me is, is the case studies. Okay. And so I look around, it's like, I just, you know, and I, I grew up at Lake Tahoe and Carson city and Reno and, and Nevada in general. But, uh, and so I've always wanted to get back out there. So I was really disappointed when we had, we had to bump that into June of next year. Yeah. And so um, really kind of bummed about that, but I was look, looking forward. We would just wrapped up at, at Tahoe this uh, last week. And so. Yeah. I remember you were going to go right from, I think the yep. experience there and now the fires and all of that. That's a, that's a bummer, but hopefully that means that you'll get good attendance in June. So so let's talk about estimating and estimating for large losses. So um, what kind of help are you giving restorers in the estimating realm? And then talk a little bit about how the edge ties into all of that. Well, again, we get back to, you know, the what if, you know, how much and how long. And when it comes to estimating, we've, we've complicated things quite a bit. You know, we have incredible tools, you know, for tracking projects, for, tracking progress for, you know, for everything, but we don't really have, you know, for estimating uh, time of materials, we've kind of gotten to where we're, you know, everybody's kind of doing their own thing. Um, they're, you know, time TNM pro is a great program and uh, Greg Dill is a good friend. You know, I give him a little plug here, but, uh, but what we've done with the edge is we've taken that, taken, all the information and knowledge that we've gained over the last 35, 40 years and plugged it in. And it's all based on data, historical data, and it's given us some shortcuts. And so if we know the square footage of the square footage footprint of the damaged area, the type of building that is damaged, the type of damage, the in certain particulars of the project, which we have everything built in. So you just click on what applies to the project. And when you enter in those inf that information and you get your uh, production rate is, your, is the number one thing. This is the most common thing in estimating. It's been around uh, for centuries since they put together the, the pyramids. Production rate is what one person can do in a period, in a, a period of time. And so even when they put together the pyramids, they thought, you know, okay, you had a one ton rock, a two ton rock, a three ton rock. How many people does it take to move those different size rocks? That tells you how many people you need to build the pyramids. Same thing with mowing lawns. If I have a hundred acres of lawn to mow, I need, well, the number one thing I need to know is how much can one person mow in a period of time. And so once I know that, then it tells me how many mowers I need, tell me how many people I need, tell me how much gas I'm gonna need, you know, how many trucks, the whole nine, whole everything. And so what we've done is we've rolled all of that into the Edge Plus and the Edge Basic. The Edge Plus is, is the complete tool where you can put together an estimate, a scope of work and your contract and in less than 30 minutes. Once you get your damage assessment done and you know the square footage of the affected area, we, you know the, what type of damage it is, um, and we know our production rate, we can estimate any project very, very quickly. And so, and it's all just based on historical data. 
And what I love about it is, is we're, we, we're constantly testing it because we're, we're, it's not just for large loss. We're also, it also can be used on mold, can be used on uh, uh, residential, and we're also developing a, some instructions on how to use it strictly for water damage only. And we're also working with uh, Chuck DeWald and, and his E3, and we're hopefully going to be uh, integrating with him somewhere along the line. Um, integration is one of those things that just doesn't happen overnight. And so, um, which I'm finding out, you know, I always tell my, my developer, hey, that, that should be pretty easy. And he said, like, Tom, there is nothing developing that is easy. And so, and every time I say that, it's, it takes an extra two weeks. And so, and, yeah. and so um, the edge is, it takes all of that historical data and gives you the ability to estimate, you know, projects of any size, anywhere, anytime. And it is just a lot of fun and it's, and it's deadly accurate. We're, when guys have guys that are using it, you know, on all of their projects and they'll say, we went back and looked at old projects that we did and, and what took us two days to do, put, put together in two days. Now they did in about 20 minutes and they were only five to 6% off. You know, it's in one way or the other, we may, we might be 5% higher or six or 5% lower. And so it's really exciting. Um, if anybody, if, if, and you can use it, and the beautiful thing is very easy to use. You don't, it doesn't take a lot of training. We have some videos that go with it. Um, 30 minute video and you're, you're ready to rock and roll with it. And if you ever need to just come back and look at it, you don't need to sit through two days of training. And then if you don't use it, you have to come back and, you know, a lot of, a lot of software, if you don't use it, then you have to go get retrained again because it's just, it's very, very complicated. I'm a keep it simple, stupid guy. And so I want a tool that, that works very effectively, very quickly. And, and it doesn't take a lot of, there's not a lot of moving parts to, to, to uh, make it, make problems for people using it. And so I want it to be very user-friendly. So, so it sounds like people would potentially even use this in, in place of using like Xactimate or Symbility. Is that right? Is that the case that they could potentially use it instead? Or are they using it a little bit in conjunction? What does that look like? Well, I, I never like to say that we're, we're going to take the place of, of any other software, but um, we, are a, we are an option. Okay. And um, I believe that it, in the restorer world, you want to have all options in your pocket. You know, like I said, I'm a, I'm a space freak in, in NASA and SpaceX, and none of those guys do anything unless they have redundant systems and they have a backup. They never put themselves in a situation where they don't have a backup system or an, an option, you know, for different, different areas. Um, it is the fastest estimating tool in the industry. And, um, and it's, it's exciting, you know, Ben, Ben Justice and I have, have been having fun and, and we're going to start doing some zoom calls and getting, bringing people in and we're going to be uh, taking the edge to, to its edge. And so uh, that's going to be a lot of fun. And we've done some head to head. We were at RIA, we were on stage together, um, had a blast with that. And um, you know, but for what, 
Ben had to do an exact exactimate for the same square footage in the same area. I did in, in 18 minutes, um, three estimates. And, and so it's just a fraction of the time that it took to do. And these were just hotel rooms. So we were just doing uh, 400 hotel rooms at the Gaylord. And, um, and so we had a lot of fun with that. And because there's, there's a place for everything. There's a place for all, all, uh, all software and all tools. Um, this is primarily a, uh, or a uh, uh, time and materials tool. Mm-hmm. And, and so, you know, it's, it's one of those things that once you use it, it's, it's really cool. And, and it's fully mobile. You can use it on any, any device. Um, in fact, there's times where, you know, if I can't sleep at night, I'll turn it on just to say, man, look at that. Look at, look at how far we've come in five years, you know, because five years ago, we didn't, have, we, you know, we were doing, we were, when we started out the class, we were doing everything long, the long way, um, even a year and a half ago, you know, it was, it was the long way. And so this is, you know, now, now the edge is plugged into what we train. And so um, when you walk away from one of our classes, you're, you're, you're ready to rock and roll. And so it's, it's an awesome tool, but yeah, when I have sleepless nights, I'll pull it up on my phone and be like, man, look at that. You know, plug stuff in. It's like, wow, look at that. It works. You know, <laughs> that shows you're passionate about it. That's awesome. You're doing the right thing then if you're doing that. I also wouldn't want to compete against Ben Justice in doing any sort of estimating. And the fact that you still beat him is says something because if anybody knows how to do exactimate, it's Ben. So oh, we, we didn't we didn't have a, a it wasn't a one beat the other. It was um uh we were doing a side by side comparison because okay. the, the number one thing that is um uh, that is that most people don't think of is going back to the production rate. Production rate exists in every estimating tool, not just the edge. The edge just is, is perfecting it. What, what uh, Xactimate is also based on production rate. And in the Xactimate world, it's called yield. And so what we were, what we were really aiming to do there was to show that these two tools are very, very similar and that there's similarities between uh, time and materials and Xactimate are more similar than they are different. And in that the edge is just the quickest way to get to your budget number. Um, obviously, you know, we, we don't, we, you have to do the damage assessment. You have to know your square footage, you know, the damaged area. You have to know all the details of the job to plug into the edge, uh, you can't just pull things out of out of thin air. But I can have I can you know I can have enough information on a building. For example, if we had something at the Gaylord, um, all the information that we put together on the Gaylord for that exercise, we got offline. Okay. We got it off of Wikipedia, and, and just by going to the the website, they tell you all the square footage of the rooms and all of that. So. There's a lot of details that you get even before you you get to the project, and so you know we do a lot of mapping and and, and measuring and all that is good, um, but I think most of that is really when it comes down to it really is supporting the invoice and not necessarily what you need to do all the time for estimating. 
Wow. Good for you. I love it. Well, it's been a pleasure speaking with you. Thank you for your time. And anybody who's listening or watching this, you can find out more on largelossmastery.com. You can see all of Tom's courses and all the things. He's also at a lot of industry events. So be sure to stop by and say hello to him if he has a booth or he's speaking or whatever. Tom, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Michelle. It's always my pleasure. For more Restoration Today, visit our website, cnrmagazine.com, or find us wherever you get your favorite podcasts.